Well, welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. I got my guys Q, Tevin in here, myself, Kyle Coglatori, and we got a sharpshooter, Marcus Alapate. How's it going, Marcus? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Getting yelled at by Brittany in the back, but everything's good. (laughs) Everything's good. So, if we... Hold on. Brittany, you want to play this video? See, now you got a nice little jump shot here. What's... that was you were used to this like that was your specialty. I'm guessing was the uh, go in, light it up in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, yeah, go out there and um, obviously do what I do and shoot the ball and um, you know that was what I did out there. And so yeah, for for me, I had a good experience and had a great team out there. So you know, it opened up opportunity for me to do that. That's dope. That's dope. And they treated you kind of like Steph Curry out there though, right? Like off screens a lot, shooting the ball right away. Oh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I tried to I tried to emulate a little bit of Steph Curry out there. Um, you know, try to try to get the inner inner Steph and you know oh. win some championships. Right now, this is with the Bucks, right? Yeah, this is with the Bucks right now. This is in Australia. Okay. So this was out um, Western Australia, out in Geraldton, which is uh, right near right near Perth. Um, okay. Which is fun fact, one of the, uh, isolated one of the most isolated cities in the world. So. Oh really? Yeah. Is that where you lived while you were? Oh, you were out there? Yep, yep. So I lived out there. Um, I lived there for about two years. So, yeah, great experience. Um, you know, met a lot of great people. Did a lot of, you know, fun stuff out there. So. And what's that experience like living in, in like, one of the most isolated cities? Because you grew up here in Minneapolis, correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, so going from here to living out there, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, you know, the culture is obviously completely different than, you know, what we have here. Um, you know, they eat a lot of different food. Um, some similar, some, you know, some the same, but I, I think it just, you know, going from there where the, you know, the coldest it gets is like in the forties. Yeah. And must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coldest it gets out there is in the forties. And then, you know, you're, you know, most of the time it's, you know, hot, you know, in the eighties you know, to hundreds, you know, most days. So yeah. sunny and you know, so completely different than here, you know, where there's snow and you see every season out there, you don't, you don't see a lot of seasons. You know, you're a you're a very inspirational person and, and you've been able to affect a lot of lives through basketball, through putting a ball through a hoop. You've met a lot of kids. I had the pleasure of visiting you out in New Zealand and to see you go to school visits to teach these kids how to play basketball, things like that, and, and the way they'd flock to you is, you know, an idol to them. Give us that that you know, that background of you molding minds and, and the way you were affecting communities out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime, you know, you have a, you know, sort of a platform, I think the best thing that you can do is obviously influence people to do, you know, the best that they can. So that was, you know, what I tried to, you know, show there. I, I mean, growing up here where, you know, grew up around a lot of great people, you know, good family. And so, you know, try to bring that out there to New Zealand, you know, in Australia and everywhere that I've been. And I think the the big thing with the, you know, school visits and, you know, being part of the community, I think when you are part of, you know, a community that is completely different than what you are, the, the biggest thing you can do is just, you know, assert yourself in it and, you know, learn as much as you can because other than that, you won't experience, you know, that culture. You might not experience that culture again. So that's what I tried to do and, um, you know, had a great time doing it and learned that, you know, there's a lot of stuff I do wrong that, you know, I could be doing better and a lot of stuff, you know, different places, you know, do completely different than here, but you don't really get to see that unless you go out and experience it and, you know, live in a different culture. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, tell us kind of like what your, your, your life goal is here. Like when, how you're affecting these people, what you're trying to leave on them, what, what they take away from you, from your experience with them. Yeah. I, I mean, the biggest thing I want to leave people with is just, you know, live a life that they feel fulfilled with, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever that looks like. And, you know, everybody's version of success is completely different. So, you know, whatever that means to you, you know, I want to try to, you know, leave that and inspire them to, you know, be the best version of who they are, you know. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I mean, firsthand, when I seen you with the kids, it, it was very cool to see you interact. The way you interact with adults is very different than the way you interact with kids. And it was a, it was very, very cool to see. And, and as you touched on before, you were raised by some really good people. I mean, your father was uh, played in the NFL for a few teams, played in the CFL as well. Your mom was an athlete. She was a gymnast. And she was a track athlete. Uh, both of your brothers play college football on college scholarships. Your sister plays college basketball Damn. right now. Family, the whole of athletes, family, bro. 
Um, <laughs> Max was a is a wrestler, and Maddox probably going to be the best of all you guys. Yeah. He's a little hooper too. <laughs> so I mean, give us a background of like your family, not even to mention all your cousins and stuff that play professional sports. Uh, Ray Malaluga is one of them that I know off the top. I know there's a couple <laughs> other guys, but I mean, yeah, the bloodline's strong. Yeah, I mean, like I said, come from a great family. Obviously, sports being something that, you know, we excel in. Um, so I felt like, you know, me growing up and playing, it was, uh, you know, sort of in my blood, in my genes to, you know, compete and to play. And, um, you know, and it was just, like I said, having my father and, you know, mother obviously compete at high levels. It gave me inspiration to want to do the same thing. So I was fortunate enough to be around a lot of, you know, great athletes and have a lot of great athletes in my family. So to be able to, you know, hold on and, you know, pursue, you know, a different legacy, you know, to help, you know, add to our family name, you know, which is, you know, something I try to do, so. Okay. You know, another thing that I, whenever I think of your family, knowing your family, um, I think about Moses and I think about Micaiah and how they are huge human beings. Yep. <laughs> and how you are not a huge human being. What was that like running away from them growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know, my brother being, you know, 6'6", six, six, and younger brother being, you know, six two, a six brick one, wall, six two, a brick wall. Yeah, these yeah. Big, big guys. You see me, I'm completely opposite of what my family looks like. So, um, body type wise. So, I mean, it was uh, it was interesting. I always joke about the fact that you know my older brother took my food when I was younger, so that's why they got so big. Um, but uh, but no, it was different. You know, I had to use you know what I was good at, and I was you know pretty quick and fast. So, you know, having um. You know, a big brother was, you know, a lot bigger, faster, or, you know, bigger, stronger than I was. I had to kind of use my skills to, you know, evade from him when we get into fights. And, <laughs> you know, same thing with my younger brother. He was a lot bigger than me when I was growing up. So everybody thinks I'm, like, the, the youngest one in the family. So, um, which makes sense. I'm the shortest one. But, you know. Is it, uh. Dynamite comes in small packages. <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, is it weird for you? Because I know your passion's always been basketball. But do you think you got pushed into football based on your dad and your brothers? And, and I mean, a lot of people don't know that Moses was actually a really good hooper as well. Do you feel like he pushed you in a lot of ways to be what you became? Do you think your older, you know, you usually look up to your older brother. Yeah, no, 100%. My older yeah. brother is, you know, somebody I look up to and, you know, to this day I still look up to. So, um, you know, he, he kind of shaped how I was and you know, and competing against somebody that big and, you know, that good as a kid, you know, you start to, you know, develop things that, you know, kids that don't have that opportunity, you know, don't necessarily get to develop. So, um, yeah, like I said, he was, he's a lot bigger than me. So, you know, having to learn how to be strong with the ball and, you know, to, you know, being even playing football, you know, I was, like I said, I'm not the biggest guy, um, compared to, you know, people in my family, but, you know, playing football was something that, you know, I loved doing as well as basketball. But, you know, I always, you know, joked about it. I felt like I was just a basketball player that played football and, you yeah. know, not the opposite. So. Aren't we all, aren't all failed football or football <laughs> right. players, failed basketball players? <laughs> pretty, I right, mean, everybody much. really wishes they were a hooper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, basketball is a great sport. Oh, yeah. Safe sport, too. Well, yeah, 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 you got to get hit. <laughs> you, you run around with in a tank top and some shorts. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Depending on who you're playing, you still might get hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. There's some that's wild true. ones out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very true. That's very true. Bringing it back to your high school days, you had a very, very decorative high school career. I mean, you were a finalist for Mr. Basketball. You were second all-time scoring on your school, I think behind Cole Aldridge, right? Then on top of that, you uh, you you were McDonald's All American nominee. What was that experience like, especially with uh, when Moses left, and you're kind of on your own running the show? Because I know all your siblings kind of all went to different schools. Only you and Moses played together at the same school. Yeah, well, Makias Makias played with me for a year, and then he transferred. Um, but yeah, me and Moses definitely you know played together. It was it was cool, man. I mean. Like I said, I, I had a lot of, you know, great people around me growing up pushing me to be, you know, great. Um, you know, my father playing, you know, professionally and got to see what it's like to, you know, work as a, you know, professional athlete and, you know, see what they go through on a on a daily basis. So, you know, a lot of that stuff, I was fortunate enough to be around a lot of, you know, great people growing up that kind of gave me inspiration or, you know, info on, you know, things I should be doing or can work on. And, you know, I think that, you know, the, the, you know, the accolades and all that stuff is just a testament to, you know, your, your hard work and, you know, 
putting in the time. So, I mean, I look at it like if I if I put in the time on a daily basis on what I need to work on, you know, those those accolades and things will come, you know. So, like I said, I just put the time in and kept my head down and worked hard and, you know, good things happen when you do that. And it kept transferring to the college level as well. I mean, coming out of high school, you're highly recruited. Um, you had a lot of D1 looks, right? And then you ended up deciding to go D3, which is pretty unheard of. Um, let us know about that, like what what that situation was like coming out of school. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I think I think I was the first top like one fifty recruit to go Division three. I think somebody had mentioned that for me. Brittany, can why, you confirm this? Why <laughs> Why did you decide to go D three? Because like most basketball, like most hoopers, their like dream is you know, Duke. Kentucky, go play for Coach K, UNC type of thing, and you go the complete opposite route. What was that decision like? And then plus with your family all being professional athletes, I'm sure they kind of looked at you side like, what are you doing going <laughs> D3? Was that like, what, what went into that decision? Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, with with my decision, it came down to what what did I want out of the, the school? What did I want out of the, the game of basketball? What did I want for my life? And as a, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old, it's hard to think like that. But, um, like I said, I had a lot of great people around me and it was just, it was, uh, it actually came from like the first conversation I had with, um, coach tower. Um, he came to one of my games and I, you know, I tell this story all the time, but so he came to my game. Shout um, out JT. Yeah. Shout out to JT. <laughs> uh, he came to my game and it was, it was against Rosemont and, it was like towards the end of my. It was you know beginning. I think it was beginning of my senior year, and uh, he came and and um, I saw his uh, his shirt. It said University of Saint Thomas, and in my head I just wrote it off as like, yep, I'm not even considering going right. going there. <laughs> like, why would he you know come up to me? And um, and then you know he gave me his number and everything like that, and you know I saved it in my phone. I completely spelled his name wrong. And <laughs> that's how much I knew about the school and everything. And then. Um, <laughs> kept calling me and just kept ignoring his calls and that was kind of our you know relationship for the first you know month and then I you know I was like you know what I'm just gonna next time this guy calls I'm just gonna tell him I'm not coming you know just so he stops calling me so then he calls and I remember answering the phone and we started talking and and nothing had to do with basketball yeah everything had to do with like life and what I wanted to do after basketball and you know, what did I, how would I see myself doing and, and all these things that like, you know, you, people ask you, but you don't really, you know, take it into account coming from a coach, you know what I mean? Right. Like right away, like they're usually talking about, you know, what their school can offer you, what, you know, what their program is, like how good they are. Like those are, you know, typically what they recruit you on. So he recruited me on like, you know, that side of it, which, you know, to me meant more than obviously the, the playing side. And I always I look back now and I'm I always like joke about it, but it's like I feel like he mind warped me, you know, his PhD right. in psychology and you know knows how to deal with people. But um, you know, he uh, just talking with him, it, it kind of gave me an idea. Okay, well, if let's say hypothetically I don't go to this school, but you know I've developed a relationship with this guy who you know obviously is a you know great you know in in his own field, and so that's what it kind of led to. And then you know for me, I you know so, took a visit at the school, it's only Division three school. I took my my visit at, um, I went to, you know, there and, you know, it just happened to meet a lot of great people that on my way, you know, in the school and meeting with people and, you know, networking with the the people that yeah. went there. And then, you know, I remember getting to a point where I was like, okay, well, where do I want to go to school? And it just something told me about St. Thomas and, you know, it was, I ended up, you know, getting the, the D scholarship there, which is, um, you know, based on academics to, you know, to your, your life outside of, outside of sports and, you know, what you're doing for the community, all these different things. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of factors go into it. And I ended up getting that as well. So for me to make that decision to go there, it was like going to be the same thing if I went to a division one school, because everything would have been paid for as it is. So yeah, I decided to take a chance and went, went there. And I remember I made my decision to go there and most of my friends at the time, um, where why would you go there? You know, guys are going to Minnesota, Penn State, right. you know, all these different Division One schools. Like, why are you going to St. Thomas? Mm. You know, and then it, it just was like, you know, I felt like it was the right decision for me and, you know, enjoyed my experience. And, and um, yeah, like I said, I initially I thought I was going to go in there and just start right away and play a lot of games and do all this stuff. And I went in there, it was completely opposite. I was challenged and, you know. Oh, yeah. 
and it was it was very hard. And I remember, uh, you know, since Q is here, um, <laughs> shout out to Q. He uh, he knocked me out of the of the NCAA tournament my freshman year, and uh, we played against him same age as me. And I remember being like, man, this dude must be like a senior or something like that. And <laughs> come to find out he's the same age as me. And I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna deal with this guy for the next four years. Like, man, this is crazy. So but, did uh, them winning the national championship your senior year of high school? That have anything to do with you wanting to play for that program? Yeah, that that was that was a part too. I mean, you know, they talk about the the culture, right? Like the culture of basketball and like why, you know, why they do what they do, and and they always talk about like the little things and um, you know creating a, a culture around you know winning, but also you know development of people. And I know a lot of programs offer that, but you know you can see you know full in and full out with the whole program of you know, from basketball to football to baseball to, oh, yeah. you know, whatever they do, you know, and it's a right. testament we involuntarily got removed from the Mayak. Right. So that's powerhouse. So just, power just house. shout out, just, that's just wrap your head around that. You know, we involuntarily got removed from the Mayak. So, um, you know, which is, you know, it is what it is, but um, making the jump to D one. Yeah, making the jump to D one. That's major. Yeah. yeah. So that's you know, huge. Interesting. What uh, what was the biggest school that you turned down, like offer that you had to go to? St. Thomas. Biggest school I turned down offer wise would probably be um probably a UCLA or but it, this is what? like football too, football too. And, so I got offered no, from basketball crazy. and football. Yeah, and no, see <laughs> you could have went to LA chilling on a beach. Just chilling on a beach. Hooping, yep. playing football. Yep. You said, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to go to St. Thomas. Well, yeah, because it was Something like. wrong with you? For me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I would have went there, man, if I would have went to one of them schools, I don't know if I would have graduated. Right. Put it like that. <laughs> so I knew I knew going into it, it was, uh, you know, looking back on it now, I made a great decision, obviously, to go yeah. there. But, you know, at the time, it was like, you know, especially through my freshman year, I was like, why did I come here? You know, why did I come to yeah. this school? This is hard. I should be playing. You know, school's hard. They don't treat you you know, like necessarily like you're the, just because you're an athlete, you're, you know, you're right. looked at as yeah. like this guy who's amazing, you know, it, it goes down to like, you know, you as a person. So looking back on it now, you know, it, it would have been interesting to go out there and, you know, check it out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like for me, I'm, I'm very content with what I did and it got me to where I'm at now. So, you know, very happy with it. Could have utilized the the one and done clause. Could have used a lot. Yeah, yeah. Thomas right. then went out to the <laughs> We should have, yeah, we should have done that. But somebody knocked us out of the tournament, so you know. My apologies. Was it easy to knock him out of the tournament? Probably easiest game of the tournament you guys probably had that oh, year. It right? wasn't. I'm not gonna say it was easy, but we, you know, we were we were locked in. We had a yeah. the national player of the year on our team, so it's hard to you know compete against that guy. He has the size. He could shoot. It was just. Matchup problem for every team we played against. Yeah, so we were we were grateful for him. I still I still remember like uh, and I talked to, I talked to him about this before, but um, it was like it was in the game, and I remember I like subbed in or something like that. Somebody threw a turnover. Could have been myself, but let's just say it was somebody else. Um, <laughs> that sounds better. But uh, <laughs> but I remember Q got the ball, and and I'm running back on defense. And he's the infamous dunk. Huh? He just took off, and I'm thinking he's gonna lay it up, and he just dunked it. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't jump, man. I would have been on Sports Center or something. We're gonna, that. That. We're gonna have to show that highlight. That's man. that's coming in. We're gonna we'll bring that up. It was crazy, bro. You know, it, it's it's you know, or Tower is usually always right. JT knows what he's doing. He's very good, like you said, the psychology, like that's his thing. Um, but it did work out for you, man. You you ended up shooting 47 percent for career. Oh, from three. Shooter, and I think shooter. your senior year, you were right. 51%. Something like that, yeah. Damn. Your senior year, three-point shooting. Yep. I mean, you were a 1,000-point score, Reese's All-American, on Mayak, 98-19 career record playing. 19 losses. How many of those came from you, Q? One. One. Okay, only the one? <laughs> we only played them one time. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then you went four NCAA tournament appearances, uh, final four appearance. You got the the... The, the national championships just missed you. I thought you actually had one. Yeah, so it was the year before I got there and the year after I left, so yep. I feel like I laid the foundation for them to win. <laughs> um, but, no, nah, it was, it was yeah, like I said, the you know, the, the accolades and everything comes from just, you know, you put in the hard work and, you know, having the right team around you, right coaches and, 
you know, and I just, you know, put the time in, put the work in, and, you know, good things come out of it. Yeah, and JT definitely makes you work. You're, you're going to earn what you get out of that, yeah. that program. You're not just going to be given anything. I mean, it shows, like, you know, the 98-19 overall record, like, that's more yeah. important to me than, you know, because cause a lot of guys can say, you know, oh, yeah, I went to school and I averaged, you know, 25 points or 30 points a game and mm-hmm. or how many wins do you guys have, you know, or, you know, how'd your, how's your program? Uh, well, you know, we never made it past the first round of the tournament or we never made it past it. Like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys that say that. So that that in itself is just, you know, could be part of the reason why they got we got removed from them, you know, my act. But, you know, we'll keep it at that. You always ask if you can borrow a ring from Q? I did until I won my until I won one in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, bringing in your pro career, man, you ended up playing with the Canterbury Rams, then the, the Geraldton Bucks, yep. right? Yep. I mean, I actually came out and visited you when yep. you were with the Rams in New Zealand, and that was one of the coolest experiences ever. I mean, shout out Bede and Big Cat, like some of my favorite people to this day. Like, Ethan. still talk to these guys. Ethan, Easy, Easy. I mean, yeah, the, the, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life were actually in New Zealand, and the experience was crazy. Yeah, man. It's like like you, like you said, you know, you meet a, a lot of amazing people out there, and I don't want to, like, leave people out. You know, you got the... The guys from you know Marcus Whippy to yeah know, Whippy Ethan to you know Mike Karina to you know Bead all these guys you know out there especially like you know shout out to Dumplings um, that's the people who fed us right yeah yeah, yeah man. Shout out, the gotta give them a shout out I saw them I just got back from New Zealand um, a couple of weeks ago so I was out there and you know there's a lot of St Thomas supporters now out there they got a lot of gear from us so oh, yeah. you know trying to go global with that but you know there's there's a lot of a lot of great people out there a lot of good people and. Um, I can't say enough about my experience there and how much I loved it. How much was the transition different from college to pros? I mean, like you said, when you got to to New Zealand, it was kind of a shock for you. In, in passing, you've told me this. It was weird for you to be switched to, like, a Steph Curry role. where Every time you're touching the ball, you're supposed to be firing it. And I think that's actually probably where you're – I mean, it didn't drop. Your percentage was still 42%. But it went from you 51 your senior year. Is that because you were taking way more shots? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when it when it comes to like your like like basketball related, like with uh with St. Thomas, we uh my senior year, we actually had six guys averaging double figures. So, you know, we were ranked number one in the country for a long period of time and you know, um so for me the the pressure wasn't necessarily on me to shoot the ball every time. Like we played so much as a team that when I got to um New Zealand it was, you know, you go from, you know, going to class and, you know, going to workouts and competing as a team to where, like, now, like, you're getting paid on your performance. Mm-hmm. So, like, my role was, like, to, yeah, get them up. Like, the way I shot the ball, they wanted me to shoot as many shots as I could from three-point land or, you know, wherever. So, it was, uh, yeah, take as many shots as I could from, you know, from, from three or, you know, try to do whatever I could to make the team, you know, the best that we could. But, you know. It was it was cool. It was it was a it was a different experience, and like I said, for me being part of a team, you know, you do whatever you can to make the team the best that you can. And um, I think my two years that we were there, we went from you know not making the playoffs um, or the finals since two thousand two or something like that, or two thousand six to you know both years I was there, you know, we competed in the you know final four each year. Yeah. We didn't necessarily win, but it was it was the first time we won the regular season since 2002. First time, you know, we competed in, you know, the finals and, you know, these things since, you know, 2006 or something like that. So it was, uh, you know, there's a lot more that goes into a team than just shooting. But, you know, I did what I could to, you know, bring the best out of people. So what was the difference between, you know, going from college to the pros, the rigors of, you know, perfecting your craft to make sure you're putting out a good product for, you know, fans to see and things like that? Yeah, it was uh, completely different. Um, you know, now it's you're going to a school and it's you know you're you're trying to compete to to play basketball in front of your friends and colleagues and not colleagues, but for, you know friends and family and you know different you know types of fans. Whereas like when you go to play professionally, it's like you're playing for your job, you're playing for you know a city. Um, so you know they're gonna do whatever they can to make the best product they can for the environment. You know to you know because obviously it's a business, so. It's, you know, changing your mindset from, you know, competing at a level where, you know, you want to be the best at, you know, what you're doing team-wise 
you know, to now you're competing and you're trying to be the best player that you can be so you can, you know, continue your career, mm-hmm. you know. And so what goes back into that is, like, if your team wins and you do well in the season, obviously you get, you know, paid more money or you get signed by different teams, things like that. So um, my goal was just, yeah, like I said, to be whatever the team needed on and off the court, you know, and, and to make sure that when I left and, you know, that I led a legacy there that, you know, that still to this day people, you know, know who I am to be able to, you know, yeah, he made an impact on me or he signed his autograph for me or he spent, you know, a lot of time after the game to talk to me. You know, these these things that, like, I got, you know, brought to as a kid, you know, and learned from, you know, a lot of these players that, you know, being obviously growing up around professional athletes, you know, it was like you see how much of an impact. I still remember when I was a kid, you know, and I always joke about this, my, my uh, I call him my uncle, but my cousin, um, he's uh he played for like the Kansas City Royals and yeah. I remember he came here and he played against the ten, the Twins and I used to have like these me and my brothers had these jerseys and he was number 2 and on the back it said like Uncle Jed cuz yeah. he was like older than us but he was he's still my cousin we just called him uncle just cuz it made more sense um <laughs> and I remember like at that time like baseball was something that I loved or whatever and and um you know he, he was on a team with like Johnny Damon and um for some reason, like, he was, like, my favorite player by far, and I still remember that was, like, the only person I think I ever got starstruck over. With the long hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was crazy, and, like, most people now, like, I mean, unless you're, like, a baseball fan, you don't even know, really know who right. Johnny Damon is like that, you know, no disrespect, because I, you know, obviously still respect him, but it was, like, I, for some reason, like, he was, like, the dude that I wanted to, like, be like and all this stuff, so, like, I got to meet him after his game, and I just remember being like, man, that's Johnny Damon, brother. <laughs> and here's my dad playing with, you know, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, like all these guys. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But, like, Johnny Damon, man, like, <laughs> Johnny Damon is the man, you know. So it was uh, – so so I just, like, from from seeing that and, and knowing that impact that that made on me, yeah. you know, you know, 20 years later to, you know, knowing that I could have a similar effect on a kid, you know. Yeah. So it was like for me, I, I took all the time of the day to, to make sure that I did what I could for people. You definitely did do that. I mean, I, when I visited you, nobody, nothing against anybody out there because there's awesome people. Everybody out there was awesome. But, I mean, you you really took into that. Like, you wanted to spend time with every single kid. Some guys were like, man, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. I remember you. I, I remember being like, damn, I wish I would have left with B because this guy's going to be here another two hours <laughs> talking to all these people. I'm just going to sit here watching. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was cool seeing you do that, the way that you would engulf in, in every society that you've been around. Like, not many people are that way, and not many people have that, like, wanderlust to want to know how people are. Some people, I mean, a lot of our friends, you know, they don't enjoy their time overseas. They're there to get a check and get out and spend a lot of their time watching Netflix and stuff like that. You definitely are not that kind of person. You get stir-crazy. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like, it's – it's uh, when you get put in a position where you can make an impact on people, I think it's it's only right for you to, to do that, you know, and, and to – because – I always tell people, you're not just representing, you know, yourself. You're representing your family. You know, you're representing your city. You're representing, you know, all the coaches, all the people that helped you get to where you are. So it's like it would only be disrespectful for me not to, you know, give those people and those, you know, those kids, you know, time. You know, because that's version of yourself. Right, because that's what I was taught growing up. So... If I didn't do that, then, you know, it's, you know, and like some of the times, yeah, it got annoying or it got, you know, old or whatever, but at the same time to have a kid, you know, smile at you like, oh, you're, you know, I had a kid when I was at the airport, like leaving, they found out like, this is crazy. They found out like when my flight left and like this kid brought me like a painting that he painted of me <laughs> with like a, with like a, with like a letter, you know, and this right. kid's like nine or something, nine or 10 and like. You know, like he was like, you, you know, you stayed after one of the games and, you know, you talked to me and, and, and all this stuff. And I still have it to this day. But it was just like that type of stuff is like, you know, no money in the world will ever be able to like, you know, give you that feeling of, you know, being able to impact somebody. I don't so know, some money would feel, make me feel real good. <laughs> but for me, man, that, that right there, bro, that right there was like, it, it just, it was a testament to, like, you know, you representing your city. You know, obviously me being from, you know, I was actually born in Canada, but me being from America, yeah. you know, it, it's, um it, it you know, you want to leave people with the best version of, you know, the Americans or, yeah. 
me being Tongan as well, like being with, with Tonga, like you want to make sure that when you leave somebody that they, they're like, man, everybody from America is like this. Like, right. man, I love Americans. Whereas like, <laughs> it might be the complete opposite. And then, you know, people disrespect, you know, there are Americans or some that disrespect different, you know, mm-hmm. people. Now they're like, man, I hate Americans. Yeah. Which is like, you know, so you're always in that position of like, whether you're an athlete or whether you're a businessman, whether you're a, a garbage, you know, a guy who collects garbage, like you're still in that same position mm-hmm. so that it's like you're you're going to make an impact no matter what, whether it's going to be positive or negative, that's up to you, yeah. you know, and you can control that. So that's that's kind of the mindset I went into it with. Okay. So bringing it back to your, your career, after you left the Rams, you went to the Bucks. What was that experience like? Because they weren't a very good team when you arrived, right? They, they actually they were they were decent. They, they were, were a good um, team. yeah they were decent, but they hadn't won a championship in like like twenty some years or something. Like I think it was like okay. twenty years. Yeah. Okay. So they were. Um, so your first year though was what was that like? And then the next year is when you you won it all. Yeah. You brought them a ship. Yeah. So first year was uh, was pretty interesting for me. Just obviously going up from going from New Zealand where. You know, it's very, um, very. There's only four million people in New Zealand, mm-hmm. so you know, you playing in front of, um, you know, people is is completely different than playing in Australia, where you know there's 24 million people. Mm-hmm. And so, when it comes to you know playing, it was like, man, the the environment was completely different. My teammates were completely different. Like the whole culture of like Australia was completely different you know, than what I experienced before. So it goes back to, like, the whole thing of, like, you know what, here it is, here's a new experience. Like, let me just throw myself in here and see what happens. You know, first year, we didn't end up, you know, doing as well as we should have. We had, like, the best record in the whole league that year. Um, And, you know, we're the number one seed in the playoffs and everything like that. We ended up losing the first round, lost, lost, like, the first round of playoffs. And, like, it was, like, you know, devastating Mm because here's, like, a whole – you know, city behind you, and then you're like, you know, they're thinking you're gonna win, and and right. you know, you, you're you have the best, you know, we had the best, one of the best teams in the league at the time, so it was like, how do we not win? And so that was like kind of what reason why I wanted to go back and just leave, you know, like for my second year and be like, you know, we're gonna win this this year, and we ended up doing it. Yeah, and then I mean, how crazy was that? Did it did it hit you? Were you like, damn, I really just did this? Or yeah, it was crazy. Like. Um, Our work paid off. Yeah, it was everything that I wanted to, I guess, happen in the championship. Like they had a parade for us. Like we had, you know, we got rings. Like we were meeting with the mayor. Like it was like all this like crazy stuff. And I'm like thinking in my head, like, man, here's a, you know, I'm like an American kid, you know, getting to experience all this. Like here's just a kid from Minnesota, you know, at the time, like when I went out there. It was funny because like people would be, you know, oh, so where are you from? Like, and I'd be like, oh, I'm from Minnesota. They'd be like, oh, so is that is that by California? You know? <laughs> oh, and I'd be like, no, no, no. And they'd be like, oh, is that by New York? Like, man, no, nah, it's it's like right in the middle. You ever heard of like Wisconsin? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard of South Dakota? No. North Dakota? No. Have you heard of Canada? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Also, you by Canada? Like, a kinda. Yeah. You know. So you're having to like explain. And so, like, I always joke about this, but like, it's funny because when it comes to like networking with people. It's like one thing here when you're when you're back in like the US, you can you you kind of draw correlations between like, hey, you know, I'm from Minnesota. Oh, my, you know, my cousin's from there. Or I went to St. Thomas. Oh, my, you know, my 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 sister went there. Like something like that, you know. Or this kid that I knew beat me when I played against him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So you make connections like that. Whereas like when you go to a foreign country, it's like completely opposite like you can't say hey you know i'm I'm from minnesota like most i'd say 99.9 percent of the time they'd say where is that what 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 do you what what's in minnesota and i say you ever heard of the mall of america like <laughs> no what is that that's the biggest mall in like the world or the u.s like you know and right they're like that they're no like idea. what it's like you know really like language. yeah so you're you're over there you're just like it's it's completely opposite so now your whole connection piece of like how you go about connecting with people has to be based on something that's like of of value or of like substance. Right. Otherwise it's like, why, why am I talking to this person? They don't even know anything. You know, it's either they're curious about Americans or Tongans or, you know, I don't know. So it's like that, that was like the, probably the coolest thing. Cause you can literally like just 
throw yourself out there and be whoever you want to be or be oh, yeah, who you make truly up who are, you right? are. You could just make up. You can you make up who you are. Day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I so. mean, you had a disconnect even with the food. Like people wouldn't even know what you were talking. Like yeah. they don't even know what real ketchup is out there. They don't even know what ranch is. Like give us, bro, give was, us a breakdown of some of those, those food, the food situation. So what's the alternative? <laughs> right. Vegemite. <laughs> Vegemite? Really? That's like the, it's like peanut butter bro. type stuff, right? And they, people might be mad at me for saying this, like, but bro, like, when I tell you, like, that was the most disgusting thing <laughs> that I've ever tasted, bro. Like, so originally when I tried it, they're like, oh, yeah, just, you know, just take a scoop and, and you know, you eat it, right? This is what they do to all the Americans. With what? With the spoon or your right, finger. No, what are they, you don't put it on stuff? No, you put it, so you're supposed to put it on, like, toast and whatever you want to put it on but like they told me you just eat it so i had no idea i'm just over there like okay whatever so there's actually like a video on my instagram of like like the first time i tried it and like i had just woke up we um we went over to this place called the Gibralis islands which is like this whole island made of like coral reef like over in australia and so like i had literally just woke up and I go into like where everybody is and they're all like, Oh, you gotta try Vegemite, you gotta try this. And I'm like, like, bro, like my face is like you can tell, like I just woke up. And so I'm like, nah, okay, let me just, you know, <laughs> let me just wake up, like, you know, blah right. blah. And no, no, you gotta try this, try this, you know. So they're all in my face, you know, here, try this, try this. So I was like, All right, whatever. So I get it, whatever, tasted, almost threw up, like, and and it was like it was it was bad. So like no disrespect to it, but I just, I didn't like it. So it was just, like, very culturally, like, different, you know. Like, their, you know, Spanish food or, you know, you want to call it, like, Mexican food is completely different than our Mexican food. You know, it doesn't take, taste necessarily the same. So Their Asian food was pretty good, though. Their Asian food? Yeah. I you liked it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it was good. That was <laughs> the one thing where it, I was bro. like, <laughs> it wasn't bad. I, w- I went back and I was like, this is the only thing I want to eat every day I'm here. I, yeah. I could not do the food. The food was the hardest part for me that whole trip. You'd think my fat ass would have lost a lot of weight <laughs> out there. Bro, we were eating potatoes and eggs. That's like all we ate. How, how long were you there? I was there two weeks. Yeah. Two and a half weeks. Bro. Two weeks of Asian food? Bro, <laughs> I was trying to go there every day. I was, he was like, no, nah, man, we're, we're doing this today. We're, we're, we're going shopping. And we, I, we bought eggs. The eggs are different colors. The chicken breasts are different colors. None of the food looks the same. It is the weirdest Weirdest experience I've ever had. It's like it's like real food over there, you know. It's if like, you were eating with Marcus, it was probably gold chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was. Uh, I was like so happy when he'd be like, we're, "We're gonna have pasta tonight." I'm like, "Okay, I can live with that. Let's do that. I don't want any of that weird stuff." I remember you, you took me out to get fish too. The one time it was shark. I didn't even know I was eating shark till after I ate it, and everybody's laughing at me about it. How was it? it didn't taste that good. I'm telling you, man, I did not like the food. I said, the first thing I said to him when I got off the plane and got home, I think I had, like, Panda Express at the LA, LAX right when I got in. I'm like, yes, just real food. Like, I, I was ketchup. Panda Express I was trying is to your real food? Right. Yeah, that was the first <laughs> thing I saw when I got off the plane, though. It's so American I was just like, diet. any type of food. I want to eat some general sows. <laughs> Back to reality. Bro, it, it was, I remember telling everybody ketchup. I miss ketchup, man. It's I like think tomato, I miss it, tomato sauce it. over there. It is so weird. It's I don't like real tomato. It. It's like, but okay, put it like this. So it's like runny. <laughs> it's not even like a the paste. It's like rough. it's. It looks like clumpy and wet everywhere. It's just. It looked like red throw up to me. Man, everybody gonna hate us in New Zealand and Australia. They talking about their food. Yeah, like, I gotta, keep telling them come out on, here. Right. We'll show them good food. <laughs> yeah. I, I've told every single one. Fly out. I'll feed you. Fly out. It's it's interesting, like, the just, just like, the different food. So, like, not every food was bad, but, like, it just, the... I was different. I yeah. shouldn't say it like that. It's not bad, but you miss home food. Yeah. Oh, bro, like, when I got back here, it was like, man, I'm going straight to Chipotle. I'm yeah. going here. I'm going there. And it was, like, for the first, like, Chips. three weeks, bro, I was out here eating, like, man, they got hot Cheetos here. Like, bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting those. Like, I remember I got, like, hot Cheetos, like, sent to me. <laughs> and ranch, hot Cheetos and ranch, bro. I got it. I got it sent to me, bro. And I was debating on like starting up like a. I say start selling it. Yeah, distributor out there. But then I was like, dang, like, bro, I'd probably pay hella taxes, or you got to get all this stuff figured right. out, or I get deported off of some stuff like this. So. Right. Well, that's like that's like the kid that 
went to the U of M that drove down to Iowa or whatever the Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, yeah I he's saw got that. a real gig now. Yeah. They hooked him up. Yeah. Well, at first they shut him down and said, "Yeah, you can't be doing." And then this. all the and backlash. They're like, "Oh, give the man, give the people what that's, they want." Well, that's smart. Give a bunch of high college kids, drunk college kids, some donuts. Man. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. They would love it. Bro. The, the funniest thing too, when I was out there, when it came to the food, is like every night or every day, we go throughout the town, and I'd see like a subway, and I'm like, oh. We're finally going to have something normal. Let's let's go to Subway. They don't even have, like, turkey. They have, like, yeah. different kinds of subs, dude. Like, we went to McDonald's. Not the same McDonald's. No, McDo- that's like went the- to Burger King. All menus, completely different. I'm yeah. like, how? How, man? Can I just have right. a normal well, That's like if you go to McDonald's. Right. That's like if you go to McDonald's in, like, China, they have sushi and stuff like that. Or like Japan is crazy. I, that was the saddest part for me. Because every time I get my hopes up just to be let down, I'd be like, all right, man, let's, I'll drink some water. <laughs> eat, some, eat some yeah. Asian food <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm like, let's go back there. Let's go back there. It's uh, it's it's interesting because like you you don't realize like how much you miss like your food or like just things in general like back in America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like it gives you an appreciation for like their culture, like different cultures, but then also it makes you appreciate your culture as well. Like where, oh, yeah. what kind of stuff you eat, like. Oh, yeah. And, like, people complain about stuff. I'm like, man, do you want to, like, you go eat somewhere else, right. go live somewhere else, and then come back here, I bet you eat everything. Right. Like, do you realize there's places that are eating Vegemite? Yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, not me. Complain that stuff away from me. Dude, it's a, coming out of college at the same time, how'd you find yourself in Australia? Like, what was they, obviously, like, did you go to, like, a combine, or they hit you up coming out of college to hire an agent? Yeah, so originally came out of came out of college and I hired an agent. Um, shout out to Teddy Archer. Ted, um, yes. Good. So I hired I hired uh, worked with Teddy. So Teddy ended up um, getting me some gigs in Europe initially. So for my first probably six months, I was I was uh, playing on you know developing teams, you know trying to get on teams over in Europe, and then um, ended up this contract coming through in in um, in New Zealand, and then it was you know in a place that I want, like, look like I wanted to be, and it was, you know, beautiful there and all this stuff. And I was like, bro, for sure, like, I'll definitely go there. Right. So that's how it kind of all started. And then, you know, obviously once you start playing and then, you know, teams are seeing you play or you have footage and these, you know, different things like that, then obviously you can get signed off of, you know, people seeing you or seeing your league or, you know, watching stuff yeah. on TV. So, um, so yeah, just like, like the first, I said the first six months was the hardest. Like once I got out of college, like, cause it was like, here's like a D three kid coming to try to play professional basketball at a high level. Right. Why would they take him? Like, you know, number one, like, oh yeah, you show that you shot, you know, X amount percent and, you know, all American or, you know, all, you know, whatever you want to you know say. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can take him or we can take somebody that's coming out of Kentucky or right. take somebody coming out of North Carolina. Why would we take a chance on somebody like that? And so for that was like my first six months of like, you know, in Europe, like it was like, man, I went from Germany to Latvia to, you know, all over just to try to get on, you know, network and get on a team, yeah. you know? So it was, and then, you know, the, obviously the New Zealand stuff came through, which helped me out a lot, but it was, yeah, like I said, the first six months was, it made you question if you really love the game of basketball. Cause here, here you go from from you know playing in the the Reese's All American game with Q, you yeah. know where you're on this to Reese's man Reese's yeah Reese's yeah they, they hooked us up with some some gear some bags they did hella candy hella candy it was it was a nice little gift bag of a candy duffel? oh I love Reese's that's my favorite a drawstring bag I still can't believe you call Reese's. Reese's if everybody Reese's. out there we need we need to take a poll is it Reese's <laughs> or Reese's 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 personal preference right what do, what do you say Q both. Both? Man, you can't be yeah. both. Depends. Should be a politician, both sides. Depends. <laughs> you feel a politician. <laughs> you politician over here, man. What about you, Tevin? Reese's uh, or Reese's? Reese's? It's definitely Reese's. Okay, me Reese's, and you are on the yeah. same page. These two, yeah. well, Q's half I mean, of I didn't us. play in the game, but it's, it's Reese's. Sometimes it comes out a certain way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. can't help it. It just depends. Uh, that was the, the speed you're, you're talking, you know? Reese's, Reese's. No. That was the interesting <laughs> thing over there, bro. Like, they would say, like, like different places that you know, Adidas was Adidas and like Nissan was Nissan. Like, and they're trying to tell me like this is how you say it. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like it, you know? And I'm like, okay. So it got like I'd have I would have I want to say arguments. I'd have debates with people. Like, okay, first of all, 
He was having arguments. Right. So about about say, he's having arguments. First of all, he's grabbing spare <laughs> tires out there. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, call it Grab a tire. Yeah. Where I say this, I say this is what I came to. I said, where was the word originated? Like, what company started it, and how do they say it? And then if they say it that way, then you have to say it that way. Right. That's how I came well, up. But you, you don't take that approach with Reese's. No, no, no. Yeah, Reese's. obviously he's ass backwards <laughs> on Reese's. that one. <laughs> Shout out to Reese's. Hopefully get a sponsor. That's my first sponsor. If I could ever get a sponsorship, that's what I want. Reese's every day. If I could get Reese's a sponsorship, it'd be Fiji water. Fiji. Shout out to Fiji water. I'm I'm tonguing. I want to see some aluminum cans though. Let's I'm save on, the planet. Come on now. Come on now. We had we can we can do this. No more plastic. No more plastic. Well, so you said tonguing though. So you had a really cool experience. You got to represent your country. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that about you. A lot of that you're tongue in where you're from, where your family's originally from, and the background there. You actually got to represent them in FIBA. Yep, yep. You want to break down some of that for us? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So my my dad is is uh, moved over to the United States. You know, when he was I think eight or ten years old. So he he's from the country of Tonga, which um, which is an island in the South Pacific, kind of near Fiji. Fiji. Um, and so what, uh, yeah, ended up moving over here. My, my grand, his grand, you know, his mom and dad, my grandparents, they, um, you know, like didn't really speak any English at all. And, um, you know, he was one of the first guys to, you know, graduate from college in his family. I think he was the first guy to graduate college in his family. And then, um, you know, he taught himself English from like the TV and, you know, these different things and he ended up like skipping two grades and, you know, starting college at the age of like, 16 or 17 or something like that and and, you know here's like a you know going to play football during that time was like it's not like basketball where you can go and like okay you know you can kind of be athletic and like in football it's like man them dudes are big so you know for him to be able to do that you know was good and so yeah for me um i got to to represent you know tonga in the um like the fiba um polynesian cup which was in uh, samoa and then um yeah got to you know represent the country and and then um you know, we went there and competed and got the bronze there. Yeah, and then, you, uh, I was just going to actually get into your highlight. I mean, you're beating <laughs> me to it. I was going to say, you you actually brought them their first bronze medal ever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And you actually averaged 39.2 points a game <laughs> with a with a, 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 a tournament best 55. <laughs> I had all that. I was looking at the stats. I was like, this, yeah. he's posting on his Instagram. <laughs> Man, he's talk about a bucket. <laughs> just let it let it fly, you know. Yeah. Um, but now it was uh like with with that um you know obviously Tonga is not known for basketball like we're we're known for um you know obviously football and and rugby and these these different things so we compete at, in the Olympics and things like that at these different sports but mm-hmm. basketball is not something that is big out there you know and so for me it was kind of like to represent a country like that where you know to bring them something that they've never even had before and like the you know pre-olympic qualifiers and all these different things it was like you know it was it was big and and so that was kind of like going into it it was it was interesting because you know here's here's me from you know moved around a lot as a kid but you know here's from me from minnesota where you know and all these guys are you know essentially from tonga you know they're speaking the language and all these different things so it was it was definitely interesting because like for me like i grew up around like you know where it's like you know you you're you're like wearing shoes and you know shirts and different things all these places where it's like going down to the islands man I'm like man just shorts bro like mm-hmm. you know and you're you're walking around these guys are you know getting done with practice and you know getting coconuts you know and I'm like dang like all right well is this and then I'm looking up like dang coconuts are actually better for you because it's like not processed sugar and so all these different things I got to learn and like when I went down there it was funny because. Um, I remember for breakfast, like one of the dudes, like we stayed in this house um, as a team, and then one of the dudes was like outside climbing like this, like mango tree, and like, like oh, you want some breakfast? Like, what? Yeah, come over and he like teaching me how to climb like coconut trees and climb. You know, I'm like, well, man, this is crazy. Like, you know, like, and I'm over here like just like, man, this is crazy to be able to experience this, and then to get the love that we have from like the country and the backing from, you know, the government and, you know, these different things, the, it was, it was, it was the first time I've kind of been in that situation where like I've represented, you know, a country before, like I've never, you know, actually represented like on a team, you know? Right. So 
it's uh kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier where it's like you're not necessarily playing for just yourself you know you're playing for like you said your family your country and all these different things so now you're representing a whole group of people to the world so like you know you out there and you you know play bad or um you know you don't represent country in the country in a, in a great way it's like man people are only going to think that's how tongans are mm-hmm. or that's how polynesian people are so it's like you have you know that on your back as well so it's just it was a cool experience and then like i said we got to go compete in the, the pacific games which is like you know the olympics for the islands essentially and so it was like uh you know we had like four thousand athletes there um it was like you know every single sport from rugby to soccer to you know archery to you know you go down the line of like all these people trying to compete and get the olympics so like here's me part of like an environment that's like completely you know new to me you know where it's like you know here's these people that are you know really you know working like super hard to represent their country so it it was cool. Like I got a great experience, and you know, still to this day, I represent them and will play for them. And you know, so, so you ended up being a FIBA All Star, and and you know what I meant to say this too when you were at the Bucks, you were an S- SBL All Star as well. Mm-hmm. So you you were the man. It it was a very cool experience. <laughs> What's new? Shout out! Shout yeah, out! Man. Shout out! All Polynesian people. I'll right. always be your favorite Polangi. I, I love Polys. They're they're some of the coolest you people I've ever met. You want to tell them what that means? Uh, Palangi means white guy. <laughs> and every time I went anywhere, that's what they all call me. They're, hey, Palangi, come on over here, Palangi. Let's, let's grab a what was the what was the drink? A diesel. Yeah. Get a diesel. Man, them, them uh, that, yeah. was, that was hilarious, man. That was oh, hilarious. Dude, they they would mess with me all day, every day. But they're the nicest people I've ever met in my life, man. They do anything for you. They are, you know, they say Minnesota nice. Polynesian nice, man. It's it's way different. Way different out there. They give you literally the shirt off their back on the spot and let you take it if you wanted it. That's how they are. Yeah, man. It's like it's, it's like completely just touching on that. Like it's completely different from like you're you're more in a you know, community, communal living situation when you're dealing with, with Polynesian people. Like it's it's like a, you know, I, I, I can't stress enough. Like if you haven't, you know, been able to be experience it, like, man, it's it's like a you know, you walk in and you're like family, you know, right away. And it's, it's like, you know, like you said, you get the shirt off your back. Like when I went down there, I gave away so much of my stuff, like that I brought just, just because, you know, you got, you know, kids coming up to you at the games or people coming up to you, you know, don't have any shoes on or, you know, so I remember I got done with one of the games and these kids running up to me like, Oh, Marcus, you know, and he's like, can I, can I, uh, can I get your socks? I was like, what? Go, man. I just hooped in Take the yeah, socks. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, let me, let me go. Uh, like, I'll, are you coming to the next game? Like, I'll get you something. He's like, no, 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 no. I need your socks. I was like, okay, like these ones. And I'm like pointing down, like these ones. Like you know. And he's right. like, he's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I was like, what? Like, okay, like so here's like I take my shoes off, and his other friend come over like, oh, can I, can I, uh, can I try on your shoe? You know? And I'm like, I was like, yeah, man, like whatever. So like. I'm, I take off my, you know, socks, shoes, everything, and, like, you know, here's this kid, like, I gave him my socks, right? So, and they're all sweaty. I'm like, bro, I can get you a new pair, you know? And he's, he's right. like, no, no, I want these ones. So I was like, okay. And then the kid, like, other kid was like, oh, they don't fit me. They're too big. And I was like, it's like, do you guys want my shoe? Like, do you want those too? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Can we have, it? like, they didn't, they were like, for real? So, like, here's them. Like, I give them my shoes, sign them, whatever. And then now they're like, Bro, come to all our games, like, wearing my shoes and socks, like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck, like, you know, and they don't even fit, like, the, right. the kid, but he's just like, you know, that to them was, like, such an experience, and, like, I remember just, like, just the, the culture of the people, like, man, the people, like, love, like, to, to you know, the just anything to do with people. Like, you guys go down there, and it'll be like, man, like, let me, you know, open up my house for you, let yeah. me... You know, give you this. Let yeah. me let me help you out, and you'd be like, okay, you know, I can give you some money for that. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, this yeah. is just for me to like. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, it's it a gives... genuine. It's not just like a front where they're putting it on. Uh-huh. Like, it's they actually mean like, hey, but my what's mine is yours type of situation. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that. And they'll you know, like I said, if you're with you know, they'll treat you like family. So, um, I can't you know stress enough. Like if, if you know people haven't been able to experience that, you know, to be able to go to the islands. Like I definitely what I'm trying to do is just be an ambassador to help. You know, bring bring you know the the you know info and supplies or whatever you know notoriety to to island people and to hopefully that they you know they can grow and you know become something 
you know, great in life, you know, and that's that's kind of like what I talk about before is like you're representing, you know, a big group of people. So, you know, I got to do it the best way I know how. Part of me scared like the U.S. would just ruin them. <laughs> their culture is so awesome and and they really understand like the cooler parts of life, like relationships and, you know, work's not everything. Money's not everything. It's more about like happiness is everything. And, and that gets lost here in the States. Um very, very cool people. I'm really glad you convinced me to go on that experience and, and see people and, and just the way they live life. It, it changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, another side of you that a lot of people don't know is the business side of you. Um, when you're at St. Thomas, you actually created a clothing line called True You, and still to this day, you still run a bunch of camps for all kinds of kids to help develop their skills and you know just spread that positivity that you you know you give out. Um, why don't you tell us about some of that? Yeah, so um, True You started um, from like a class project, actually. So it was, um, I was trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to get my major in and, you know, what I wanted to do. And it, I went into my first like entrepreneurship class and, you know, my teacher, um, you know, Professor Johnson walks in and was like, you know, our, um, our class, you know, you guys are going to start your own business. Um, we're going to do some case studies and that's pretty much the whole class and I'm like looking around like like there's no tests or any like what <laughs> like you know so he's just like no you know and then he's like oh yeah by the way you get to keep the money you know from the businesses you start so I was like I was like that's all you needed to say like this is the best class ever <laughs> like okay so initially like I went to work of like okay coming up with different ideas what, what would be interested and I had like a group of three um, group of two people actually that that helped out with this and and um, you know we we kind of sat down and and you know kind of figured out when you're when you're starting up a business it's like okay what problem are you trying to solve instead of like going into it like what what amount of money am I gonna make right mm -hmm. so what problem am I solving and and like for me something that I've always like you know you know backed myself on is like always being true to who I am you know regardless of the situation you know and and not necessarily fitting the mold of you know going back to the high school thing, I didn't necessarily fit the mold of going the, the the route I did. It wasn't the right, you know, the right thing to most people, but, you know, to me it felt right, so I did it. So that's what kind of, like, for me it stemmed from, you know, me starting off and being true to who I was, and then, it you know, what's the way to express yourself when that was through clothing, you know. So, you know, we essentially started that up, and then, you know, at the end of it we had, you know, investors and people that actually, like, you pitched it as if you are on, like, Shark Tank. Right. So it was that was like cool to me because I was like, okay, here we go. Like this is this is like you know prepare. Hopefully one day I'm on Shark Tank, you know, and I'll prepare for it right now. So uh, so yeah, it just led to that, and then like I said, it, it got to a point where we were in like 15 different uh, 15 different states, you know, three different countries. Um, you know, I partnered with a company called Buy Me, um, an app called Buy Me, which is you know kind of like a Groupon for college students, and so it kind of gave you know discounts on different you know different items, um, you know everything from building a website to, you know, all this stuff that I didn't even know, you know, was, you know, I could do or, you know, was even like a thing, you know, I just kind of was like, well, nobody else is going to do it. So, right. We got to like, you know, we got to figure it out. And then, yeah, kind of something I enjoyed doing. And then that led to, you know, me starting up and doing camps as well. And, you know, started up my first, you know, annual camp that I did, which was at my high school um, that we'll, you know, running, you know, during the holiday time. So. So, yeah, now I'm trying to just, you know, build camps and clinics. and You're actually doing camps all over the world. Like, you're not limiting just to the U.S. You're yeah. going back to New Zealand. And why don't you tell us some of that, what you got lined up? Yeah, so right now it's setting up uh, setting up some stuff here, um, going to New Zealand, Australia, um, Tahiti, New Caledonia, um, and Fiji. Um, so uh, sponsorship, <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> um, but you know, we're trying to just, you know, go back to the places that I played and then also make connections with. And, and like, for me, it's what I want to do is I want to, you know, build, build a message around the camps. Obviously basketball is a way to connect people, mm -hmm. but then also, you know, be able to, you know, promote brands and, and to bring, you know, a whole group of people or brands and, you know, ideas to, you know, an islands or, you know, to be able to, you know, connect, Australia to America, America to you know, New Zealand, New Zealand to Australia. Like, so everywhere that I played, I want to kind of go back and, mm -hmm. you know, essentially kind of run something there, whether that be camps or whether that be, you know, partnerships or whatever it may be. So, 
you know, the goal right now is just to, you know, get those up and going. And then, um, like I said, this next year we'll be going to all those places. You know, I kind of cut you off and got you talking about your camps and you're still talking about True You. What's the message behind True You? Tell us what True You is about. Yeah, so True You is essentially all about being true to yourself, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we look at, you know, the the employment, like, you know, what, how many people are actually happy in their job, right? So if you sat down and asked, you know, 10 people, you know, how many people are happy with what they're doing? Is this something that you, you know, are you living out your dreams? Are you living out your goals, your aspirations, right? Like, is that something that you, you can sit down and say, yep, this is exactly what I wanted to do in my life. And then if they say, you know, most people will tell you, in, in just my experience, most people, most people will be like, oh, I've always wanted to, you know, do this, or I've always wanted to try this, but just don't have the whether it be the motivation, financial situation, like there's a lot of factors that go into why people aren't doing what they want to do. So the whole goal was to create a brand around that to to help inspire people. And and I use clothing clothing as an example, but it, it it's not just clothing. Like it could you know it could stem from you know a media company that helps produce um, you know content that helps inspire people to do what they want to do or. You know, like I said, it could be camps, you know, based around, you know, a sport, but then you're helping, you know, develop the message. Like when I ran the camps, you know, we had, you know, guys like um, Troy Bell come. Troy Bell was, you know, obviously a legend here in Minnesota and, you know, legend all around, the, you know, the world and, you know, got drafted in the NBA and played in the NBA, all these different things. So he came and he spoke to the kids. Um, also brought, um, you know, uh, Bill Roddy, who runs a nonprofit right now called Osiris, which is, you know, through technology, he brings, um, you know, supplies and ideas and all these different things to, you know, people in the inner city. So we partnered with him. He wrote a book called Manhood from the Hood. So every kid that came to camp, they got they got a book that's signed by him. That said, you know, it's all about, you know, being, you know, you know, growing up in the hood of, you know, Chicago and, you know, being able to do that and then expand now to where he has his own business. So the whole goal with it is just to like there's so many opportunities, you know, whether that be like I said, basketball or, you know, fashion or whatever it may be, but there's so many opportunities for you to be able to inspire people to, to do things, you know, with, with their lives that they actually enjoy. Like, and I don't want to get into details about it, but it's like, like how many people are happy in their marriages, their relationships? I think know, there's like, a lot of people that need to work on that. I think openness and communication are the biggest keys in all relationships with, with your spouse or with your friends. I think right. if you're not communicating properly, you're going to be, you're never going to have successful relationships. It's just, Point blank, period. Yeah, and, and, like, you know, it's, like, you look at, like, the, was it the divorce rate in the world, like, you know, in the U.S., like, it's, like, I don't even, I, last time I looked at it, it was, like, 51% or something. Yeah, like it's scary, man. It's ridiculous. So, it's, it's like, scary. it's, like, and I'm not it's saying. tough for you, Tevin. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> don't bring it over here. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but you look at that, and you, you just think, like, and obviously there's more factors that go into it than, you know, people being true to who they are and whatever like that. But I think if people can discover who they, you know, who they truly are about, like, you know, by pursuing these things that they're interested in. Yeah. And, you know, they become the best version of who they are, like, they'll be happy. Yeah. Instead of trying to be the best version of somebody else. Right? Like, because everybody has, like, a unique story, a unique experience, like, unique everything that can, you know, help them get to a point where they can impact the world in a positive way. Yeah. Right? Like, you can impact it a way that I can't. Right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with you guys. Like, I can do that. You know, you guys do things a lot different than I do, but you can impact a whole group of different people. Right. Like, you guys even doing this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, look at the people that are in this room right now. Mm -hmm. Like, we all, you know, a couple of us knew each other at the time, but, like, you yeah. didn't know him. I didn't. Uh, I'm I glad didn't I met you. Him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like now it's like you, you create relationships, and it's like we're we're sitting here talking about life stuff. And it stemmed off of like a an idea of being true to yourself. Oh yeah, right. And that's the whole goal of it. Like I've had the a crazy amount of conversations with people all about like their lives, and like it's just interesting to learn about everybody's perspective. Because then it's like it gives you a new idea. Like oh maybe, man, maybe they're right. You know, maybe maybe like what they're doing is is right. Maybe mm -hmm. what I'm doing is is wrong. Yeah. You know, but you don't know that unless you sit down and talk to somebody. And it's like, you know, I always go back to it. Like you got two ears and one mouth like you know like we we do more talking than we do listening mm -hmm. so like the reason like for the true you stuff going back to that was like man i can sit here and learn about all these people's stories and like you know learn from it and like hear all this like cool stuff 
and try to apply that to my life. Yeah. And that was like, now, like, people can wear a T-shirt that says that that's what they do, too. Yeah. So that's kind of what the idea is. And then, you know, kind of, you know, like I said, it, it can stem to whatever it may be. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that'll, you know, come out of it that'll be completely, you know, not related to fashion. Oh, yeah. But it'll still be true to, you know, what the company is and what people are. You know, man, it's been really fun watching you on your journey and living vicariously through you when you've been traveling. I've always been jealous of that. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here, and I hope everybody checks out True You. I know, and send your kids to his camps. You know, teach these fundamentals. I know that was last time we talked with Q. He's saying that's the biggest game for the young kids to get back into is the fundamentals, not trying to be a James Harden or trying to be a Steph Curry. Actually learn what you need to learn. Throw it up from half court. So check out my guys' camps. Marcus will teach your kids to definitely help them progress in their, their, you know, their careers in basketball. And then, yeah, true you. It's a very cool concept, and I'm really proud of you, man. It's good to have you. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Too, man. And where can the people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on social media at Marcus Alapate. Um, so hopefully there's a link or something on there. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, it we'll get it up. We'll get it up. And then uh, my website, MarcusAlapate.co. And then, um, like no I said. No com, just co? Just co. Okay. Com was too expensive. It was taken. It was taken by my other time I tried to do the website. Oh, and, yeah. and I don't know how to get that URL, like the, oh, yeah. it back. So I was like, you know what? Co sounds a little bit better. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully one day I get the com too. So then it just goes on one page. But, um, but yeah, it's on there. And then, yeah, just be on the lookout for the camps, like the clinics, the, you know, whatever. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there that you guys can look at. And, you know, hopefully it brings some inspiration to you guys. Oh, appreciate it.